I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Christmas came early for Raider Nation. We're uh, we're a full week removed from the taint smashery that we put on the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, I still feel it. Like, I'm still smiling. There's still extra pep in my step, you know? People it's are like, still uh, talking about it. Dude, it's like, it's like, you know, when you get laid in college, like the next morning, your boys can see it in your eyes. You know, you're just like a happier dude. That's how I've been. You know, pep in your week. step. Yeah, you're just like the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, you're smelling the roses on the way to homeroom. Smelling your fingers too. But the difference is, it sometimes you get big wins, and you're like, okay, sweet. We're going to just live off of that. We're going to enjoy that. Like, we're going to hang our hat on that. This just makes me want more. This just makes me go into Chiefs on Christmas, which basically a mini buy, right? Thursday game into a Monday game. It just makes me want it. It makes me want it so bad now after putting up 63 on the bolts and getting Staley fired. Like what a It was definitely a curb stomping for sure. And uh it's just I think what it did is it ignited that little bit of hope mm-hmm. that we what we did a couple of years ago is possible again. Now a couple of years ago, we had a couple of backup quarterbacks, maybe some COVID issues, whatever. Okay, whatever. I think we have um, a much better defense that we had back then. Uh-huh. And we have a lot of the t- same key players offensively. Plus, I think we have overall better offensive tools with the weapons that we have. And we didn't have Devontae Adams two years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's possible to do. And I think – because we think and we know it's possible to do to win out the rest of the season. The way that we, we, we responded after such a bad game, I, I, can't, I can't express enough how impressive it is for us to play the way we played on a short week after not scoring at all against a mediocre team mm-hmm. at home. It was. It, it, it's a huge turnaround. It shows a lot of the character of the team. It shows the hold and kind of like the 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 shake the shit out of you, you know, type of thing. Where it's like, yeah, get it. Where John? The coaches are going to do that for the team now. If we're, if they're not responding, if they're not doing what they need to do, mm-hmm. they're they're going to get put in their place. You saw what AP was like in the fourth quarter of that game when the. The, the third stringers were in there and we were getting, you know, moved the ball on. He was not happy. He yeah. wasn't happy blowing assignments, missed tackles. He wasn't happy whatsoever. And that's the type of thing that if you're going to lose a game, lose it really bad, right? If you're going to yeah. lose, lose it like 3 nothing at home, okay? Because that's the wake-up call that you need to push you into uh, the, the end of the season. And like you said, it's a mini-buy we have what? How many days off was it now? Seven, eight, nine, ten, like ten games to eleven games, eleven days. Eleven days. Yep. Eleven days. That's that's like just as good as a, a whole bye week, almost as good as two weeks. So, um, I think because of all those things, all that stuff is floating around in the back of our minds, right? And the fact that we won so convincingly, 
And let's be honest, the Chargers didn't really give up too much of a fight after like maybe the middle of the first quarter, but we still had to do it, right? There was they rolled over and spread their own butt cheeks. Yeah, they spread their own butt cheeks. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Cherry on top. Like in, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, a Pitch Perfect? And he's like, ooh, <laughs> cherry on top. Uh, but I think because the way we did it and the way that we – and the fact that we kept pushing and, and we looked so good, I think it was a lot of optimism going into these next three games because these, these games – I mean, I'm not trying to say they're winnable games, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that we do another four-game winning streak to end the season. Well, the happiest person in the world if that happens would be – interim head coach Antonio Pierce. So Antonio Pierce's resume right now, uh, three and three as the interim head coach of the Raiders, right? Destroyed the Giants in his debut, beat the uh, beat the Jets again, came super close to beating the Dolphins, competitive game against the Dolphins. Awful, awful blown lead against the Chiefs, completely embarrassed against the Vikings, and then put up the arguably the greatest win in Raiders history points-wise mm-hmm. against the Chargers. So, He's in an interesting position, Antonio Pierce, because obviously this is all just part of his resume, right? This is all part of his interview process to be head coach. He's made no qualms about it, how bad he wants to be head coach of the Raiders. Get the interim out of the way. Um, He wants this bad. Being able to beat the Chiefs, the team that gave you your first embarrassing loss as an interim head coach, can do a lot. And according to Vic Tafer, it could potentially do everything. Here's the Raiders beat writer on uh, JT the Brick show earlier last week. Yeah, last night was big for him. I think. Yeah. I mean, it was a national TV statement. I mean, dominated him. You saw Mark Davis having the ball up in the box. He's <laughs> laughing. He's you know drinking ten waters and having a great time and covering his eyes. He can't believe what he's watching. So definitely a huge statement game for Antonio. I think now you got three games left. And he's talked about the Chiefs and they had him on the ropes early mm-hmm. last time and even back in case yeah, right. last year. So if they beat the Chiefs somehow, I think he's got it. I think you can you can. You can't announce it officially because you got to still go through sure, the, process. the process in the offseason. But if he beats the Chiefs, he's the, he's the guy. And so if not, at least have another good showing and maybe win one or two of the last couple of games. But I, th- I think he's in the right track. So Vic Tafer is saying if the Raiders beat the Chiefs, they're 10-point underdogs, on Christmas Day, Antonio Pierce will be the next head coach of the Raiders. You buying that? I tend to agree with him, man. Okay. Honestly, n- not just not just the beating of the Chiefs, but I don't know that the team that responds in such a short period of time from such a bad loss, right? Mm-hmm. The way that we responded the way we did and then carry that into the next week to beat the Chiefs at the Chiefs. I don't know that a team like that is going to put up two stinkers in a row against Indy and, and Denver, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be in, if not win, maybe one or two of those last games. That combined together, I think it's going to be enough to get them. Now, we don't have to go through the whole rigmarole, right? Because if you hire somebody on your staff already, you don't have to do the whole shebang, right? If you promote somebody from your own staff. So you don't have to you don't have to interview anybody. You just say, okay, you've got the job, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think not just because – not just the beating of the Chiefs, but what that's going to mean for how this team is going to play moving forward after beating the Chiefs, that's, that's what's going to get AP the job. So Antonio Pierce has a couple things going for him. Um, one, it's sounding more and more like Champ is going to get the GM job. And I got to imagine he's going to want to hire Pierce. Like that, it, sound, like it sounds like they're tight enough and they're kind of in this together. That unless 
Antonio Pierce like embarrasses himself to close out this season that he's champs going to want AP as a head coach. I think that's more or less fair to say. Um, and like I said, not just like beating the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are what? All right, we're like three and like eleven against them in the last seven seasons or something like some like a terrible, terrible record terrible. against the Chiefs since since Mahomes took over. To be able to not only beat them, but that kind of in a way sort of wipes away the the first embarrassing loss as an interim coach, right? Like it kind of you know, it it kind of it takes a lot of the sting off. So it, it's like you said, like. We've gone over the record of interim head coaches. They rarely get the head coaching job. When they do, they almost never do well. Like this is, it's always part of the discussion, but AP does have some things going for him that most other guys don't. Even if it's, you know, I think there's like a 0.2% chance for us to make the playoffs, right? The fact that Bisaccia took the Raiders to the playoffs, didn't get the head coaching job, I think that plays in Mark Davis's head a little bit. It's like, yeah. Kind of had something good going there. I swung huge with Patriots West. That went nowhere. Why not go with what works? Well, the thing is, is he's seeing now a more empowered team. Mm -hmm. With Gruden, we didn't have an empowered team. We had a dictator Gruden, right? Mm -hmm. And that could rub some people the wrong way. I don't know how much, especially in, in a league that's uh, that the players make so much money. I'm not sure that you can have that for a long term, right? Uh, and be successful. Um, you know, we, we see Antonio Pierce now running this team and, and empowering this team and this team responding. So that is a huge difference. And 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 that that switch from the dictator Gruden to like the more empowering Basaccia was a big difference of why the team was able to finish strong, as opposed to in other years, why Gruden teams with the Raiders dumped at the end of the year like 19 and 20 like you just got it, worn out like they'll tell yeah. you like it's and that's the thing long, is like hard practices and listening to Bisaccia, listening to the players and making sure they're able to give their best right that's what antonio pierce is doing too plus you know antonio pierce is a smart guy and he's a, a smart he was a, a good player as well so he has that little bit of extra on top of it yeah um so it's not just the fact that he would be like Basaccia 2.0. He does have extra stuff on top of that too. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely would be – I mean, I don't, I don't know that he necessarily has to win out, but to give himself the best chance, he does does need to beat the Chiefs for sure. So we are pro Antonio Pierce on this podcast. We are, we oh, yeah. are pro We are pro AP. We are rooting for him, like him, glad he's a Raider. Whatever role he has, we hope he stays on board. Oh, but before you go any further, dude, with that picture of Vic Tafer, he's looking handsome, right? Jeez, I, uh, I, I went and found the most handsome one I could. Jesus, because there's some, there's some uh, chill, Vic. My freaking chick watches this show. Yeah, there's some, there's some goofy looking Vic Tafer photos out there, and I was like, all right, let's not do that. And that one took like some editing because, like, you know, I'm really lazy. I just want like a, the 1280 by 720 photo because that fits the YouTube, right? So I'll like whichever ones are in those dimensions, I'll grab. Like, I don't care what dudes look like, but. There were some bad ones, so I was like, "All right, I'll just gonna like, I'll go into I'll go into Photoshop and like be able to put together a twelve eighty by seven twenty because there's like a good good photo of Vic. He's, he's been on the show before. He's a good guy. Vic's a good guy, man. I'm not like gonna him. do him dirty. Not doing no, him dirty. Definitely. Do we <laughs> not gonna have to bring up that photo when he comes on next. Be like Vic, we're your boys. Look at what we showed. Right. Use the Jennifer Lopez filter on that. The uh, the, the the Kardashian Valencia lighting. Valencia filter. Right. Whatever it is. 
send it, send it, send it your boy's way. It's we can use a little bit more proper lighting. Um, but again, we're we're pro Antonio Pierce on this show. However, I am far more pro Raider. And Ooh. it's like I've been saying for as long as this podcast and YouTube show has been around, I'm down to replace every single member of the roster, coaching staff, front office, back office, janitor, secretary, gardener, whoever, as long as we're getting somebody better. And that goes the same with the head coaching search. Very pro Antonio Pierce. Wouldn't mind him being the head coach, but who else is out? Who else is available? That's what it comes down to. More importantly than me liking Antonio Pierce is me liking the best possible head coach available being the head coach of the Raiders. So I don't like the idea that he beats the Chiefs and he's the guy. I don't like that. If Mike Tomlin's available, like that could be a thing. We talked about Harbaugh over and over, Belichick, like all these guys out there, like if they're available and they're open to being the Raiders head coach, sorry. Like, thank you for your service, Antonio Pierce. You were awesome. You're the man. We'll never forget you. Hopefully, hopefully you stay on board as linebackers coach and be part of this team forever. But like, how can you say no to one of those guys if they're really, truly interested in all things being equal? I think it's a difficult decision because it's not all about what they've done with other teams. It's about coaching this team. And one of the things that Mark Davis was looking into was bringing in a culture, a solid culture uh, of continuity, of consistency, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not much not much more continuity with Raiders than how AP has been coaching this team. Sure. He knows what it's all about. So that also plays a big role too. It's not just what this person's resume looks like. It's what they can do going forward because you do have to project as well. You know, you can't just look back and say this, they've done this. It's all, how is my team going to change? How is the organization going to change? What feel am I going to get? So that, I mean, that pretty much puts a, a, a negative mark on, on, on Harbaugh and Belichick, depending on, cause you just, you just got, we just had like a Belichick disciple coming in here with that attitude yeah, but but there's light years of difference. No, I, I I understand, but I'm talking about culture wise and and team wise. Like that's you know Harbaugh had his issues with the pros. You know, with the colleges a little bit more, he can have a little bit more control. But in the pros, he had a little bit of issues towards the end of his run there. Um, and uh, Mike Tomlin's just freaking solid dude all around. I think he's really, you know, there's nothing really to say about Tomlin. I, uh, the the thing that all those three three guys aren't that Antonio Pierce is not the all three of those guys have something Antonio Pierce isn't. And that's, and this is a, not a knock on AP, but it is mm-hmm. true. They're all culture shakers. They will change the culture of this team, Tomlin, Belichick, Harbaugh. And that's what the Raiders need is a well, culture I think AP's done that, shaker. I think he's taken what's there and elevated it, which is a little different. Still great. Right. And there's, there's different think ways so, to, man. I think I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you on that. I think that he's changed what from that mindset of the business type mindset coming here and just do your job and you got to execute is to like no get that swag like he was saying in the in the original press conference mm-hmm. we have to we have to let everyone know that we're the raiders like there's 31 nfl franchises and then there's the raiders and you have to proud be proud to be the raiders and and be proud to be a raider be proud to be on the football field be proud of the of the of the effort that you're giving on the field and it's different now it's different now. It is a Raider locker room now, right? Smoking cigars and playing basketball and loud music and all that stuff. And that's that wasn't necessarily that way before. So he, did he shake the culture up? I mean, he shook it up to what 
he's used to, right? I think what he did was he was the perfect guy to be like a chaser for Josh McDaniels. Like you're drinking, like Josh McDaniels was like drinking a bottle of night train. You're just like, oh God, like, oh, I have to drink this. And then here he comes in with, you know, AP comes in as like a pickle juice back. You know what I mean? Or just like a diet Coke back. And you're just like, oh, got that terrible taste out of my mouth. Right. The orange I, with cinnamon on it. Oh, dude. Like any of the, dude, have you ever had a pickleback chaser? Pickleback? I, I can do pickle juice it, now. Well, it's, gr- well, it's the best chaser in the world because it just like destroys all the taste buds in your mouth. And two, it's just pure electrolytes, so it's mm-hmm. good, better, good for the hangover. Hey, anyway. you, you, you remember my uh, my? Uh, oh, I don't know if you remember, but you remember my wedding reception, right? We had that tequila, Faintly. the tequila with, with the orange and, and cinnamon at the end. Yeah, just that begging for it kills everything. Yeah, that's probably why you don't remember much. Went through a lot of bottles that night. I, think, I thought I thought I was gonna have. I thought I was played it safe. I thought I was going to have some left over. We didn't have anything left over. Yeah, it was uh, it was mission accomplished that night. Um, and so and so, I think that's yet to <laughs> My be. My grandma seen. got fucking drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was like seventy something years old. Good for her. Good for her. They always say the better the wedding, the worse the marriage. So I think that was mission accomplished. I mean, the better the reception, was, right? Yeah. Well, wet oh, wedding. Yeah, sure, wedding. man. Yeah, that was, was great. That was probably. Was I mean, not. I'm not just saying it because it was mine, but I thought it was a pretty. Pretty badass reception. Um, so I guess it's yet to be seen if what Antonio Pierce is doing is long term and like culture shaking, or if it's just kind of like the the right guy after Josh McDaniels just like stunk up the joint. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Josh McDaniels farted in the elevator, got off on the seventh floor, and then AP came in We're with like some Lysol spray. Really, you know what right? I mean? And like clean it up. Like is that is that like a permanent thing, or is that just kind of like the well, best I mean- guy after Josh McDaniels crap? Well, there's two things now. There's two things now. You're coming off a buy, and you had a, a the worst week you can have. You lose three nothing. I mean, I guess you can, losing fifty nothing would be worse. But you do so you don't score any points coming off of a buy. You look and and you look bad offensively, right? Okay, fine. Him coming back, the team coming back the way they did is a huge plus mark. Now, like what Vic is saying, if they can let keep that going. It's, it, it, it's not just because the Chargers quit on Staley. It's not just because they really didn't tackle. It's not just because of X or Y. Whatever excuses you want to make, whatever excuses these sorry-ass freaking Charger fans are making for why they got beat so badly, right? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the Chiefs. So if they do it again with the Chiefs, that, sh- that shows AP can get a team to, to, to rally and to play better, not just off emotion because you're not mm-hmm. running off emotion for two weeks now. Yeah. Uh, him doing well, gaining momentum, gaining the players trust is a night is a great problem to have. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you want, cause you know, if, if you, he is our, he is in our back pocket, right? Mark Davis can make him the head coach. No problem. Done deal. No issues. He's already in the building. Nice and easy. It would be a great problem. If Jim Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Belichick, or whoever is available, the best coaches available are like, yeah, I'm interested in the Raiders job. And AP comes in off of just like closing out the season screamingly. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is a problem I want to have come February. I come, come like mid January. I want us to be like banging our head against the wall. Which great coach with a fantastic resume that wants to be a Raiders. Should we hire? Like, this is where I want. This is where I want to be. Is that AP crushing it and us 
straining our brains on do we want him? Do we want yeah, Harbaugh? trying to find a, a reason to be upset about picking either one, right? Yep. You can't. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. But I, 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 I'm hoping Tafer is talking the way you're saying about if he beats the Chiefs, that means that other things are going to happen that were good, other things that led up to that are good. That's why I think he'll get the job, as opposed to he just punched his ticket and we're going to say no to everybody else. Mm -hmm. right? And knowing Tafer, he doesn't speak in absolutes quite like that. I think he's I think he's kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, he that's has the a little only, foresight. Yeah, that's the only that's the I was that was the only downside of that, that of, of what I heard was the possibility that just like Mark Davis is just like, okay, I'm done. Now I don't have to worry about a coaching search. I can put this behind me, I can go back to Chili's and banging my ballerina girlfriend and Look, man, Chili's. Like, oh, you got some work to do, Mark. Don't uh, don't hate on Chili's, man. That Zero hate deal. on Chili's. Oh, oh my god, dude, I, that that uh, that deal they have right now is like ten bucks. You get one of their huge burgers and fries and a drink, and you get bottomless chips and salsa. That's a deal. I I I still haven't forgiven them for getting rid of their bacon blue cheese chipotle cheeseburger. That's a that was my favorite one. That was the best. Like, who puts those things together? Who thought of that? And it was amazing. Claim Jumper had a grilled Cobb salad sandwich. So everything on a Cobb salad okay. was in a sandwich, but with grilled chicken. And it was amazing. And they got rid of it. I've never been back since. That would have been amazing in a pita. Like, you just put a Cobb salad in just like a vessel that can hold it, you know? Because like, you go bread on bread, it takes some organization to get it. But I'm you telling you, man. You stuff it into like a kangaroo's pouch. It had like a whole bunch of blue cheese. It had avocado. Had like and with the pouch, you can add the dressing as you go. No, I get it. You know what I mean? That's a good. That's a good idea. I'm a. I'm one of those like burrito like hot sauce per bite. You know what I mean? Not like you the open to. it up hot sauce. It. It's packet bite packet bite packet. The only problem with that is you get you get the you get the side burn right here. You get the lip yeah. burn on the side because you're always constantly getting the uh that's, that's the only, I mean, I eat hot salsa and it, 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 taste wise, it doesn't bother my taste buds, but it just it irritates my the sides of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, so let's say we get the head coach we want next season. Let's say maybe even as important, we get the offensive coordinator we want next season. Mm -hmm. The big question is a giant question facing almost a third of the league, a third of the league, <laughs> maybe more. Who's going to be under center? Yeah. Um, and this quarterback class is pretty intriguing. Ooh, Williams, this... May, McCarthy, Daniels, Nitz, Penix, Phoenix. There's a good, there could be five or six. And again, at this point, right? Like a lot of these guys are, are, aren't going to be in the senior bowl, not playing their bowl games. There's a lot that's going to go on between here and April. Um, the combine, the, the interviews, guys shoot pro up, days. ball, pro, like they all shoot up and put. But at this point right now, I'm looking at five, maybe six first round quarterbacks going. Okay. I'm not going to say his name because I like him. Okay. Okay. But Are I told, my name all the time because you hate me. <laughs> I told RJ, I told this guest. That C.J. Stroud, that I was very impressed with C.J. Stroud. Okay. That I liked C.J. Stroud more than I liked anyone else in that draft at any position. Okay. He didn't like him quite as much. Okay? 
Yeah. He was talking about the whole Ohio State thing, and you know, he I didn't see him be that accurate. I'm just like, okay, I didn't want to argue with him. I took I took it from you, right? No one wants to see we uh, me argue with the guest, right? So okay, they want to me. Talk. I'm the only one. Now I'll I'll argue with you, but I'm not going to argue with the guest, okay? Mm-hmm. So he said what he said. Okay, I just stepped it alone. But I'm like, no, CJ Stroud is the guy. I, the tape that I've watched, there's five quarterbacks that are as good, if not better, than CJ Stroud. You also really liked Anthony Richardson too. He got hurt. No, I mean, I thought we uh, not at three, not at yeah. four. I didn't like. I liked them like in like the 10, 11, Not at yeah. you know. But anyway, who's who's saying all? You're saying what? Williams, May, McCarthy, Daniels. Williams, May. Daniels. How do, you, how do you rank them? McCarthy's kind of the wild card to me. I, I'm not super impressed with McCarthy. Okay. I think he's good. I think he's. He, I don't think he's going to be a first rounder. His role's just been so limited. Like that's that's exactly right. He, he's averaging like 17 passes a game. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't be a system quarterback without being super mobile and having like an elite something in college, mm-hmm. and then go into like the pros. Like even Aiden O'Connell has an elite something. His mind. And his accuracy are top level. Mustache. Okay? He's yeah, in his mustache. So he's like, that's, you, you can't say, well, Aiden O'Connell's an elite or anything. That's not true. It's not true. Okay. McCarthy comes in there and is throwing 15, 17, maybe 20 passes a game. He's mobile, but he's not super fast. He's not super big, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like a rocket of an arm. He's got a decent arm, but it's not like, you know, anything overwhelming. When you when you're a college guy and your numbers don't match, you have to take a look at a couple of things. Where did you play? What system did you play? And what they ask you to do? And then what can you do? I like May May and Williams for me are interchangeable. Okay. Right. Uh, there's there's going to be like Daniels and Knicks and Penix. Those are the five that I feel are as good, if not better, than C.J. Stroud was in college. Is it going to translate to the pros? I think they have a really good shot of doing that. And then there's guys like there's McCarthy, and then uh, a sleeper is that a is that sleeper Tulane that kid, kid. Um, the Tulane guy. But there's a Tulane there's, guy's good. There's a sleeper guy from uh, Ward from Washington State. Mm-hmm. It's a more mobile quarterback. Was a big strong arm, um, not playing with much, right at Washington State, but still had you no know, decent record. Got you know decent stats, but. I have to take a look, at, but as, as those are the five that I'm looking at. I, I'm, not, I'm not super impressed with McCarthy, honestly. Because there's some wild cards, dude. Sanders, if he comes out, Ewers. I don't think he's going to come out. That's the thing. I don't know. I, I didn't even mention him. There's some wild cards if they do come out. Um, but this is where we're at, right? So right now we're currently 12th pick in the draft. All right, We went yeah. from sixth last week, and then big W, things fell inverted and now we're 12th right who's in stri- where do you think guys land and who's in striking distance because there's got there's about 10 to 12 nfl teams that are looking for a quarterback mm-hmm. um six of them will probably be ahead of us in the draft we have enough capital to get basically anyone we want we could i don't want us to go to number one it's gonna take three firsts in like a max <laughs> to get it right. But we can't, is there, where's the, where's the, what's the value play, right? 
do we want to get to six to get Penix? Do we want to, you know, right? Like, is that where we think they're going to go? Do we want to, like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about what we're willing to pay to get to where we want? Because you know how I am, right? I'm a value guy. Like, mm -hmm. the draft is, no scout will ever tell you that because it craps on their job. But the draft is rolling dice. Like, there's guys, obviously, there's guys better than others, right? And there's every now and then there's a can't miss dude out there. But it's, and we still it's, passed on him. It was still Pat, right? Like it's it's such a roll of the dice, right? So you go as big as you can with correct value, without saying like I know this is the guy, like you because you never know who the guy is. But you can take a step up to get into a place where you think okay, the odds are on our side. I think in the seven to nine range, we can get one of those five in the seven to nine range. Okay. So if we can get up into that seven to nine range, if we can get one of those five. Um, let me wrangle up the draft order and see who's. It's uh, Bears, uh, New England. Bears via Carolina. Um, okay. Bears are probably going to want a quarterback, right? They're moving on? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? They may trade out of that pick. Okay. So let's, let's just say they trade out because they already have a fifth, the, the number five, and they want to get for the future. And they, let's we just, hope they trade out because that eliminates two two teams from taking a quarterback, right? Yeah. And, and, well, they yeah. So they they it's going to be a quarterback. Whoever whoever picks there, it's going to be a quarterback. Okay. Whether the the okay. the, the Chicago st stands pat or someone trades up to number one and takes a quarterback, that's a quarterback gone. New England's probably going to take a quarterback. But my, but my point is. That's two teams that are the running, right? Chicago out and whoever trades out. So we're yeah, hoping Chicago's not going to like trade out of one to, to pick at five a quarterback. Yeah. They'll stay at one and get their quarterback. Two needs a quarterback. Three's not going to take a quarterback. Three's not going to. Four needs one. Four needs five one. may come back, <laughs> right? Maybe they, they. No, they're not going to trade both of them. No, I'm saying they might take a quarterback at five. I doubt it. No, why would you? Because you're going to get you're going to get three picks and like a Pro Bowler. Like seriously, what, what what do you think the going rate is? No, I'm telling you, man. No, they're not going to do that. No, if they if they if they if they're going to take a quarterback, they're going to get their quarterback at one and then trade five. They're not they're not going to trade one to take a quarterback at five. You're that sure about it? I'm I'm positive about it. You're going to say just the I way drafts get... work. No, if you're going to pick a quarterback, you want your guy. What's 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 the going rate for Caleb Williams? For number for for, for number, number one, one, three firsts and a Pro Bowler. For number, it depends. If you're picking in the top half of the first round, it's going to be three, and maybe a second day pick in the next two years. It's going to be a king's ransom. A lot. It's going to be a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a lot. I'm. I'm it's, it's, it's at least three firsts and like a Pro Bowler. Like if the Raiders wanted it, the the Bears are going to be like, we want three firsts and Max Crosby. That's going to be their. That's going to be. No, nah, they're going to get maxed. The, the, we'll, 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 we'll never give it to them, but I'm saying that's we'll do that's, three, like, we'll that's do the going three firsts and. Um, yeah. Like yeah. a pro bowler. Like a, like a legit three pro first, bowler. I don't think, I don't think uh, Chicago's in the, in the market to get a lot of money on, on the books, right? Because if you get a pro bowler, you got to pay them. They're going to want another another pick, probably. They've got cap space, don't they? They have, a, they have a ton of cap space. Uh, Who are they paying? Who are they paying on that roster? They have a lot of dead cap. They still got Mac dead cap on there. They got uh they got they got they got some some issues on their on their on their uh on their uh roster. And then they just signed a freaking sweat to a big deal. And they have to and if and in, in this scenario, if they end up keeping 
um, what's his face? Whatever his There's name fields. is. Yeah, Fields. They got to pay him too. So, look, I'm just. Or if they're taking the, somebody, they're trading him, getting more picks. <laughs> the 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 way that drafts work and the way that teams work, they're not going to get people's leftovers at five. They're going to want to get their guy at one if they're taking a quarterback. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm not. I'm not so sure they're going to be able to say no to three firsts in a Pro Bowl or whatever. Regardless for this conversation, um, quarterbacks going at one, quarterbacks going at two, quarterbacks going at four, quarterbacks going at six. Probably not at seven. Not they at, want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Not at not seven. At eight. Not at eight. Not at Probably nine. Not at nine. That's what I'm saying. If we, yeah. if we can jump into that seven to nine range. That we we can get one of those top five because you still have that you get so you still have those two studs tackles the guy from Penn State and the guy from Notre Dame and you got Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. and you got home dude from um, what's that guy the other guy from Clemson neighbors mm-hmm. that guy's a freaking legit freaking receiver too so there's four legit guys that'll that'll be top ten picks you just gotta jump into that seven to nine range if let's let's just say for example let's just say for example we're 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 sold on we Jaden daniels that's like that's the guy we want we don't see a drop off that's too appreciable between Jaden daniels from caleb williams and and may we if there is a drop off it's not anything that's crazy nothing that we can't uh overcome okay yeah and he's available at seven you jump up and get get the guy that you want at seven, and it's not going to cost you nearly as much as it would to get the top three or four. This is this is the problem, though. Um, who's to say someone's not going to go to Arizona and trade number three or go well, to? That's Chicago what I'm saying is if he's trade. available at seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that's there's there's a spot there starting with not I wouldn't say starting with Arizona. I don't you think know I we, you know what we you know what we probably will do or could do or I think might be a thing. What's that? Seven rolls around to the Jets. What do we have that the Jets want? What do we have that the quarterback of the Jets, if he went to his GM and went to the owner of the Jets and said, I want this guy catching passes from me. I don't care what it costs. If you want me happy, do this. And we get to number seven with the Jets. I bet you. I bet you there's a great possibility on on draft day. Will we do it just for a one, or would be a one and two? Like what we paid for them? We'd have to pay. Well, number seven is different than just a regular one, right? On draft day, like those picks are kind of more premium in the in the moments. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not the same as like in, you know, a one and a three. We give them. Well, we give them. I. It might just. But that dead cap, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. It might just be straight up number seven overall. For Devontae Adams. Ugh. If if Aaron Rodgers is like, this is my guy. I want you guys to go get him. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough. And now there are some nice receivers, but they're not they're not, they're not Devontae Adams. No, no, I mean, no, we're we're gonna miss the dude. We're gonna miss Devontae Adams, especially with a rookie quarterback coming up. How great would it be to have Devontae Adams there with you? Um, but if they're but that's that's the thing. I don't want Devontae Adams gone like anyway. Plus, the player, what he means to the locker room. Know, we're, we're, talking, we're talking scenarios here. Yeah, we're talking, but we're talking seventh overall and a quarterback we like in the moment. 
And again, it also depends where GM is. Like, I have no idea like how this person's thinking. Is this someone that just stays in their lane? Is this someone who's going to be super aggressive? We really don't know how champ's going to handle a draft. If he becomes mm-hmm. a GM, which as it's starting to look, but I'm saying when number seven rolls around, right. And the giants take the, f- maybe possibly the fourth quarterback, right? One, two, four, fourth, if not more, if right, if three gets traded or whatever, and we're down to uh, Arizona's not going to trade three. Arizona's going to stay there's, there. Gonna, they want they want Marvin Harrison Jr. They want him bad. They I want so. Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, bad. I hope so. But I'm saying like seven rolls around and the Jets got their pick. I'm saying, man, that's why I'm that, that's why I picked seven through nine. I mean, mm-hmm. if hell, they might just roll with what they have and they pick one of those stud tackles if he's still available. Yeah, you never know, man. Because that's 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 really what they they don't need another weapon. They need to protect the weapons they have. Yeah, you know what what's what good is it if you you're rolling out those those crappy offensive line that you have, and you get a you get yourself a stud left tackle or a stud tackle uh, to protect uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think honestly, I think he would be pounding the table just as hard for that. Like keep me upright. So I say we 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 don't reach for Caleb. We don't reach for Drake. Let's just get them out of our minds. Yeah, that that ain't happening. Not giving up that kind of capital. Are we stoked? Are we are we happy if we get Bonix, Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy, or Jane Daniels? Are you happy with those four at let's say twelve? Or is any oh, of those at guys? 12, yeah. If we don't have to give anything up to get them at twelve, yeah, yeah. Any I, of those I guys are happy with? Okay. Well, I wouldn't pick Penix that high. I wouldn't pick McCarthy that high. Okay. Nicks and Daniels, as of right now, Nicks and Daniels, I would. They feel pretty good. McCarthy, okay. Penix, no, they may be around the next time around and second round. They it's may be, be such a, such an interesting draft, dude. There's dude, be, look the, the, the issue with this draft, and mark my words, guys. The issue with this draft is there's a lot of top heavy talent in a lot of different positions. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. I'm not saying that the people are going to get guards, but you can get a legit starting first day guard in like the second and third round into your offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of centers available. Um, yeah, there's a lot of top end wide receivers, a lot of top end corners. A couple of safeties are out there. Um, wide receivers, tackles. Inter- the, the, the interior defensive lineman, is, there's not too many, but there's a couple of top heavy guys that you really want. And there's a couple of edge guys, so it's like there's, it's not like well, oh, this is a really, uh, you know, secondary heavy draft, you know, no, no, it's 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 a pretty pretty balanced draft because there's it's so quarterback many, heavy, but it's, well, it's, it's balanced heavy, after that top balancing off that there's high end players at a lot of different positions, which means you can get a really damn good player in the second, third, fourth round, even. Uh if it, let's say in this hypothetical situation, we are, we, we, we do trade Devonte Adams. We do get our quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. I think the draft is very simple after that second round, best corner available. Then you start going guard. Then you start going defensive tackle. I think it's, I think it's pretty, I think we know exactly where our holes are at that point. Yeah. Well, more or less simple. Our weapons are fine. So um, there's two different scenarios here. Let's say like we, we we trade and we get back, we trade Devontae Adams. We need to fill out fill that role with something, because to, just with the guys that we have now, it's not going to be enough. 
uh, we need to we need to get another receiver to help us out. Do we do that in free agency? Receivers have been, you know, you can get some pretty decent receiver. We, we got Jacoby Myers for not that much. We got him for less than what we paid for Renfro. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mentioned it before the season, I think he's a better player than Renfro. I think is. our weapons, if we keep Josh Jacobs, our weapons are, pr- I don't know if we have to get like a, a, a number one wide receiver. Jacoby, Connor, Mayer. I'm going to say we need a number one, but we need another guy. We'll need bodies, but I don't think we need. I don't think it's going to be make or break to have someone insane, especially if Trey Brendan, Tucker. If Trey Brendan Tucker Rice continues, in like the fourth round, fifth round, you know. I mean, if if, if Trey continues, if if Trey continues to develop, right? Jacoby Hunter Mayer. I don't know how much Hunter's got left in the tank, bro. I don't know how much Hunter's got left in the tank, man. He's starting to look old. He's starting He's to look old. No, he's he starting to look physically. Not just the hairline, Not just the hairline, bro. I'm telling you, he's starting to look old. So, okay, I get what you're saying. So let's let's run with that. We get our quarterback of the future. Um, there's 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 a lot of holes on our team, and I think they're equally as important. So whatever mix of secondary, interior, defensive line, and offensive line. Whatever we do with that, any mix of that, the next three picks. Um, And from what I'm seeing preliminary wise, um, we can probably get a corner in the third round. That's about a second rounder. Um, Interior defensive lineman, you probably have to get up a little bit higher if you want a good one. Corner tackle. I mean, our, our, our secondary right now is playing pretty good. So, um, yeah, I don't know how sustainable that is. Like, like Amik Robertson's our, our cornerback one right now. He's playing well, man. He's, he he's, gets beat every like, – he, he has big plays, but he also gets embarrassed every game. Well, I mean, it's the NFL, man. Not everyone's going to be Sauce Gardner, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know, it's, it's – you know, these guys are – it's an offensive league, and these guys are – just stupid playmakers. Yeah, you're going to give up plays here and there. But every every game. I would say every game, but yeah, he does get beat all consistently. So you can still the, Can we can we agree cornerback is probably the number two position. No, no, no. Number no, no. number 2 position outside of quarterback, corner is number 2 for the Raiders in position. For every team, every team every year needs to take a corner because everyone needs corners. In the passing league, you need to get corners every single year. If you're not if you're not taking a corner every single year, and if you're not drafting a quarterback every other year, you're doing something wrong. You got to make sure you keep doing that. You got to make sure you, you're, you're developing depth. Because um, I mean, corners get hurt all the time, man. It's a tough Raiders, Raiders more so. I, yeah. So you, we really need to get out hopefully there. Hopefully, Jack Jones pans out. Right, Nate Hobbs at nickel. We get you know second, third round corner. We see how Bennett develops. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's. We do have some pieces, man. Everyone keeps grabbing Patrick Just like you say, whenever, you know, every game, uh, Robertson gets burnt. Whenever Polamal gets into the game, he makes a big play. I don't know why we don't play him more. But I think for me, there's a lot more in just in in the world population. There's a lot more 5'10 to 6'1 athletic guys, 190, 200-pound athletic guys in the world then there are 6'3 to 6'6", 320-pound athletic guys. Yeah. So if you have a chance to get a good one interior defensive line, 
pick them early. You, you could get a good a good corner later. Because in the second round, you're not going to get like a super game changer. Probably not. Like the Tariq Woolens are not just sitting out there every single season in the yeah. fifth round. It's not like we had ever had a chance at Jalen Carter or anything. Like that never happened. <sighs> Speaking of saying that, man, you I'm having a good time. I know. And I gotta bring you down every now and then. Bring you bring you closer to Earth. Uh, and some Raiders news. Let's bang out some uh, some headlines real fast. Speaking right. of giant defensive tackles, uh, Raiders signed Speaking one of, of the biggest ones, uh, Mark Huge. McCall, 6'3", 379. Just a hulking figure. Uh, he's, a rookie, he's a rookie in Carolina. Uh, Raiders picked him up. I mean, just kind like just like just a space eater. Just a dude that's just like, all right, here's a speed bump that we're always going to have to get over because this dude ain't moving. So, yeah, look, Butler's emerging as a pass rushing defensive tackle. He's doing really well pass rush wise. Mm -hmm. Tillery, that's his game as a pass rushing defensive tackle. Now you have, you know, you play uh, Wilson, Tyree Wilson, a little bit more at D tackle. You're going to need, as who's more of a going to be more of a pass rushing tackle. You're going to need that stout guy to play the nose. You're going to need that guy, right? Yeah. And McCall is that guy. That's what he does. He just, he just eats centers and guards. He's like, all right, you know what I'm doing. He eats double teams and he holds his ground. I mean, what else do you want? I also, this is also um, Champ looking to stay busy. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean, Champ's trying to keep his job too, right? It's the, the path for AP to keep his job is pretty clear, right? Win games. Mm -hmm. You know, you team's happy. You're winning, you're scoring, your defense is playing great. Like, that's simple. With Champ, it's like, all right, trade deadline's passed. Like, the draft isn't for a while. You don't know if you're going to have it. It's like, what can I do to keep busy? And this is one of those one of those moves where it's like, oh, this is Champ doing everything he can to look like he's, to look like he's doing something. This is one of those guys. Well, he's improving the team, man. He's improving yeah. the team. And honestly, I think we have a little bit better, better chance of getting good, good deals with champ than we did the last few guys we've had because yeah. I mean, people didn't want to deal with Bruden. That's why we had, we got stuck with Farrell is we, we had a trade in place in the last minute. They're like, eh, never mind. You know, they screwed over Mayock and Gruden with the, with, with, with that trade. And then, I mean, I don't know how respected Ziegler was in the league. Come to think of it, you know, looking back, he's just, well, he's never really done the job before. Champ's been in these rooms for years. He's been up for a lot of different jobs, and he's like pretty well-respected because he's bounced around. He hasn't just been at one spot. He's bounced around a lot of different teams. So he's respected yeah. around the league. I think, you know, we can make uh, make some things happen, shake shake some trees here, get some fruit. With uh, him getting added, someone had to get cut. And that was I, – I kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Nesta Jade Silvera. Got cut. Rookie, seventh rounder. When you draft someone in the seventh round, you're like, okay, we're in this for the long haul, right? This is something we're going to develop and hopefully, you know, turn him into something in the future and get him in rotation. He played pretty well against the Giants in the brief time we've seen, like, decent play mm -hmm. out of him. This had to have been something off the field. This had to have been attitude or something like that. Because the limited play we've seen, he played pretty well, and he still never rarely saw the field and you're like, yeah, we're not even going to take time to develop a rookie. Something had, to, something had to have happened. Possibly, or he just didn't improve or other, other players improved around him. You have a, you have a, like Tyree Wilson playing more defensive tackle. Now 
that but takes he played a spot. well when he got a shot. Like he played really well when he got a shot. Uh, we don't see what happens behind the scenes, man. We don't. That's see my point. That's my if, point. Is well, I mean, not just I'm talking about play wise. If other players around him are just getting better, and he's just kind of you know staying the same, you don't. You never know. But it's possible. But I'm not saying it's not. That's not like a a telltale sign that it's off the field issue. It could be just other players are developing better than him. But at a position of such desperate need, you're like, let's not even let this I mean, guy. If you're not through. good, you're not good, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. There's three games left till the offseason. We have an entire offseason to, to, to improve. It just seemed. Yeah, but you're trying to win now. You know what I'm saying? Like AP and, and Champ are trying to win he jobs. He played now. well when he played. That's the thing. Again, like, man, I don't know. I don't really know well when he played. You. I don't know what to tell not you. Not really well, but like for a seventh round rookie, you're like, wow, like he's he's making plays. Oh, what if everyone else Double is better teams? than him? There's no way everyone uh, at the defensive tackle can't say no, but no way they haven't. They haven't played. The tape doesn't say they've played as well as him. Uh, we're not playing terrible. We're playing pretty good on the defensive line. Do we have? Do we have that punch? Do we have that impact guy in, inside? No, we don't. We could use that for sure, definitely. Yes. Um, can if we move Terry Wilson inside, can he be more of like a Leonard Williams type? A long-armed pass rushing defensive tackle. Yeah, he could be that guy. I think that's going to be something that we can maybe look at moving forward. He needs to gain a little bit of weight, but I mean, we're, I'm, I'm not making a so too, too big of a stink out of a seventh-round rookie. Like M M Munford is like a that's like a that's like a huge feather in the cap to get a seventh-round uh, you know second-year guy to play as well as he did. Three weeks left. Don't even let him get to the offseason for pennies to see what you got. It just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not losing my mind over a seventh rounder. But the thing is, too, you have to look It just tells the, me there's something else going on. Well, from this perspective, from this perspective, okay. not a lot of tape on him. You know, he was okay when he played. Who's going to want to sign him to, you know, their, 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 uh, their roster? He's going to still be out there. He's going to be floating out there. We'll probably sign him back. Chances are, yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna, you know, put up too much of a stink of Jay Silvera being out there. All, all this does is it gives me a little bit of a glimpse of how Champ and AP are handling things when there's three games left and you're not letting your rookie get to the offseason to develop. It, to, to, it looks to me like a little bit of an attitude problem. We're not dealing with it. You're gone. It's po it's possible, yeah. That's, there's that's there, what I'm there's from that perspective, yes, right? Hey, you're not good for X, you're not good for Y, you're not good for my team. I don't care who you are, you gotta go. We're not we're not we're not even gonna we're not even gonna give you your full rookie year to develop, go into the offseason, figure it out. It's just like, nope, moving on. Or it, it could sounds be to me like an attitude. It could be best players play. We're looking to improve every single game, every single week. So make sure you're one of the guys that's improving. They're um, obviously, they obviously feel that Marquand McCall is an uh, upgrade over Nessie J. Silvera. I'm glad you're sitting down because I don't want you to pass out. Okay. The Raiders are the least penalized team in the National Football League. <sighs> 64 for a second. penalties. That's it. That's it now they're third in penalty yards but in the number of times that a zebra has reached into his pocket grabbed a bright yellow piece of laundry and threw it at someone in the silver and black has only been 64 times 
this is uncanny. This is the Raiders are the most penalized franchise in NFL history historically, and I, it's not. I close. We're one of the lowest getting penalties, and the lowest getting penalties. Probably one of the lowest. Oh, I see Detroit's lower than us, and yet only sixty-four penalties. What's happening? You know, I guess maybe the JMD era wasn't all bad. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's fair. I said, I, I said, it, I said it before the season started. Even when you have a bad season, it's not all bad. Not, not everything goes wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think it's just, it's just a big part of it is almost like how uh, more work gets done when people work from home. Right, like people work a lot more hours, right? Like, like that's a statistic. People work more hours when they yeah. work from home. Well, you give someone, you you empower somebody to to be a part of something, to have more control over what they're doing, right? Maybe they'll pay a little bit more attention to detail, and and they're they're penalized less. Mm. Yeah, I think I think you know the the military regiment of Josh McDaniels turned into the like the empowerment of Antonio Pierce. I think those two kind of blended well in this element. Right. Um, uh, I think also defensively, Patrick Graham as defensive coordinator plays a big part of it. Right. Like guys are generally in good position. And when you're in good position, you're not cheating. You know, you're not grabbing. You're not reaching. You're not grabbing face masks. You're not tripping dudes. You know, um, I think that's the thing that plays a little bit of a key into it. But my my entire life, it's always been like, yeah, Raiders, number one in penalties, number one in penalties. Number. Oh, they're not only number three this season. Wow. And it was always all forms of penalties, like the Purple dumbass, like false start. And then it was also the like, I'm playing oh, too that was, hard. That was your boy, dude. All that, of them. Who was that guy? Not this time. Freaking Paca. Brandon Paca. Paca. Oh, my boy. He just signed. The Raiders. Someone just re-signed him. Someone just signed Brandon Parker. What happened? Oh, Hold on. I, I don't want him wasting any mental energy on that. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna make you waste it. Brandon Parker. He just... Yeah, the Raiders just resigned him. Did they? Oh, good for yeah. Them. How stoked are you? Through the through the roof. Hold on. Uh, oh, I guess Raiders signed Brandon Parker to active roster. Good for him. How stoked are you? I'm I'm ecstatic. I can tell. I can tell. Super. Uh, we chatted so much. Um, we don't have time to do Raiders Chiefs, so we'll have to do a, a live one. What's your schedule like uh, Thursday and Friday? Uh, do you, do you, are you working Friday? You have like actual work? Yeah, I work. I work Friday. Okay. Um, let's see. I have I parties, a Christmas man. party Friday. Parties, yeah, Christmas parties, party Friday night. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Damn. All right. We're going to have to figure this out somehow. I mean, we could do morning. We could do a morning one on Saturday. Good morning. That could work. That could work. Uh, ready to do some what up in mix? Yeah, why not? Soulless Ginger 717. Thank you so aren't much. They all, wait, aren't they all soulless? But this is 717. Oh, I mean, oh, he's not. This one's okay. more soulless than 716 or 718. Got it, got it, got it. Hey, Soto, have you tried a slow feeder for the cats? Beats cleaning up gut bombs. Yeah. So... Interestingly, when I did the post game show, your cats are as big of this show as Brandon Parker is. Right? Look at this guy. Oh, my little buddy. 
my little buddy. So um, my cat, my black cat, Apollo, threw up because Homegirl came with a toy that her cats like, and she yeah. wanted to play with my cats to see if they like the same toy. And I'm like, my cats aren't the same as your cats. My cats are a lot more violent. And um, it's like a, it was like a almost like a fishing pole with like a stringy thing on the end with like a bunch of feathers on it. I'm like, no, 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 no. They're going to tear that apart. It's not going to last. And it did it. It lasts like two minutes. Well, he's over here hacking and he throws up a huge red feather. <laughs> so it wasn't food that he threw up. It was a huge red feather with a bunch of spit is what it was. Or he ate a flamingo. <laughs> he ate a flamingo, whatever. He ate a robin or something like that. He ate a big red bird is what it was. But yeah, yeah. Um, Anything that I buy these guys, it's it lasts a day and it's demolished. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're a little bit more violent than her cats are. They're feral. They're very, basically yeah. feral. It's yeah, he's real feral. Look at him. <laughs> Boogie eight five five eight. I'm with RJ. I'll take the win instead of the draft spot, especially against AFC West rivals. What's worse? Winning and falling back in the draft or watching the Raiders use a top five draft pick to reach and draft another Leatherwood. Um I just brought this one up. Fair, they got Leatherwood at nineteen, okay. And this, uh, I, I brought this one up specifically because there's a lot of back and forth when uh -huh. I was saying, look, tanking doesn't really happen in the NFL with very, very rare exceptions. One, there's 0% chance the Raiders are going to do it because Antonio Pierce is playing for his job. Yeah. Everyone's playing for their job. The momentum. And, and the team is playing for Antonio Pierce's Pierce. job. And each individual is playing for their job. Mm -hmm. Even the good ones. Josh Jacobs is going to be a free agent. Max Crosby is trying to be defensive player of the year. Devontae Adams, it's like trade block. Like, how's that going to like, like even Hunter Renfro wants to finish out that contract. Like all these, like there's every single guy on the squad is motivated to play lights out and as best as they can. And that's, and that's just, and then that doesn't even include 70% of the roster that are dudes like always on the bubble. They're always playing for mm -hmm. their job, right? Everyone is playing for their job, right? So this this whole, get that out of your mind, play as good as you can. And there was a lot of back and forth of like, oh, tank for a better draft pick, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, man, sometimes we don't see the forest through the trees. Like the feeling that I got watching the Raiders just donkey punk the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium, drink in my hand. Every time I turn around, we're scoring another touchdown or causing another fumble. Like I'll remember that the rest of my life. That is concrete. Like that is a tangible, you can, you can touch it. You can taste it. You can feel it moment in my life. In April, five months from now, who knows? Like maybe we'll draft a good guy. Maybe we won't. Maybe falling down the draft a few spots will hurt us. Maybe it won't. Like those are all maybes and ifs and who knows is yeah, like, you never know. Maybe take those moments when you can. I got to tell my coworker the next morning who's a Charger fan. Isn't that the oh, best? Like, I got to rub it into his face. I knew that Brandon Steele was fired before he did. I got to tell him on top of like these are all I these are all things. I think everybody knew. Everyone knew, right? Like shocker, right? It's take take those moments and enjoy them. Don't let oh, where do we go in the draft? ruin your christmas if we beat the chiefs like enjoy those moments like that's that's what being we all want the super bowl right clearly like and we're gonna do everything we can get there but enjoy the ride please wouldn't it be great just picture it 
we're jumping up and down on Christmas Day, right? Celebrating a Raiders win over the Chiefs. And somewhere in Kansas City or a suburb of, there's just a bitter, not quite drunk yet, but getting there, man. Ignoring his kids, yelling at his wife. Kicking Santa's not real. Get out of my you face. Know, just, just stewing because we lost to the Raiders. Oh, oh, amazing. Amazing. Now, I got a little bit of a little bit of news for you. Beep, 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 One of our news. esteemed listeners okay. said, hits me up, right? A lot, a lot of you guys hit me up on social media. And if I don't see you right away, just I don't I don't look at hidden messages. Like, like you know, be be my friend. You're too busy. You message me, right? You're very important. Yeah. Or you DM me, DM me I can I answer all my DMs. Okay. So this guy hits me up on Facebook. His name's Rafi. So big shout out to Rafi. He's like, yo, I, RJ goes to a bunch of games. How come you don't go to any games? And I'm like, well, you know, a couple of these times, RJ's, you know, has a little bit more connections than I do to go to, go to games. I don't really have those connections or whatever. I'm not in Vegas a lot. And he's like, yeah, man, if you next season, you can be my guest in the suite. You can come and you come to my suite and, you, and we can watch, you can come to my game, you know, come, come, come to a game. My man. And I'm like, duh, hell yeah, I'll do that. So uh, next season, I'm going to a game with, with, with the, the homie Rafi. Bitching. Yeah. Because have a great time. And then after the game, I am going to walk up to people and I am going to say, hey, do you watch the Autumn Windbags? You want to be on a podcast right now? Ask a question to one of our hosts. Boom. By then, by then we'll be product our production will be so good. Like we'll have like a cameraman, we'll have a microphone, lighting. And she gotta show right. titties. If you want to be on air, you gotta show titties. You'll be a man on the street in the real way. That'd be C sweet. Breezy 510. When the chemistry is on, you two are the best Raiders show. One love from the East Coast. How long how often is the chemistry off? That's what I'm curious. I don't know. I think even when we I think when we agree too much. Is that when it's off? When I think that's on? when it's off. Because okay. I think I think even when we disagree, we have a way of presenting our our opinion and our stating our our, our position in a way that's like I don't think either one of us have been like so over the moon wrong about stuff. I think we can all back up what we what why we feel the way we do. Okay. Um but yeah, I mean I, I, the only time some of the more boring boring shows I will admit is like when we agreed on most things like today, we disagreed on how to get a quarterback. Um, we had a discussion on, you know, uh, coaching wise, what to do and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess we could disagree more if you want. I'm telling you the key to a proper show with two hosts is to have the highest respect for their knowledge and no respect for them as a man. And that's I mean, that, that, I think we have that covered. I think we're there. It's where we want to be. Uh, all right, that's it for us. Uh, we're going to figure out a time to do the pre-game stuff for Chiefs uh, sooner, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. I don't think I have anything to do Saturday until later. Okay, so maybe a Saturday scenario. It's a little late, but we got to do what we got to do, and then obviously we'll do post on the. Monday on Monday Christmas we'll probably do that later in the day does that work for you because it's Christmas Christmas 
my wife might chop off one of my nuts if I leave Christmas at like one in the afternoon to do a post show. Are you down just for like a quickie? Just do a quickie. Okay. 20, 30 minutes tops. We'll figure that out. We'll have I, might have to, I might have something to do that night. Okay. We'll do the math on that. Uh, a lot of live stuff coming up. Stick around. Enjoy it. 10 point dogs, the Raiders. God, I want this one on Christmas. When the schedule came out, I was just like, Ugh, I'm going to be so miserable at Christmas. We're definitely going to lose. I'm like, dude. I don't know, man. I want it. I want yeah. it. Until then, knock on wood if you're with me. Thank <laughs> you.